Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 21st day of January. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Villarica. Wildcats. Yeah. That's where they are. I know that. You go out to Villarica, but you know. I know a little bit about Villarica. It's on the way to Carol, on the way to the alma mater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, know a little bit, a little bit of something about. You that like this? Was playing in the background? Like this? I, well, I was about to ask you, would you favor us with this title? And who's well, playing? It, it's a, you know, Garrett. I threw it to Garrett, and Garrett's familiar with it. This is there's a theme called Thrill of Victory, but it's like the build-up music for CBS Golf. You know, ah. but, but when you listen to the master before they get to the piano, this is yeah. the thing where you know he says, and you know, he's, you got Jim Nance doing this great description of what's right. happening, and Tiger is still on the prowl. But you see what brought in the. <laughs> And then he says, but it's springtime in Augusta, time for the match. Wait, 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 you got to get the and, voice and, and, right, man, because he's, he's soft. And, 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 and then the piano comes. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. you know, so that's, that, that's, that's what, the, that's what that, that music is. Okay. Yeah, this is what we're talking about, golf. I don't know what, I don't know what CW going to sound like, but that's what CBS <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> you know, if you listen to Sam and I for the last month or so, when we got our Saturdays back, one of the things that we do when we're gone for – the the you know from the Sunday till whenever we're on next we do our story of the week we kick off the show with that and it could be from anything it's not from the world of sports necessarily like I started off the show my story of the week was the price of eggs and how crazy it's gone through the roof I didn't know why Sam didn't know why and then we got our answer and there's this this, this problem with with chickens around the world they got this disease going on and and people had to kill off a bunch of chicken a bunch of farmers had to kill off a bunch of chickens and Garrett provided us with that information and so that's how we got into this whole deep dive about chickens and prices and how it's going to affect us and blah, blah, blah. But I had a backup story, and I'm not going to do it as far as us getting into it, but, you know, you've had story and then story A, or one and one A. But this is not to be unnoticed, especially people who follow what I do as far as regularly on our show. This was a close second. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Alec Baldwin. How about that? He's just being charged with manslaughter. Manslaughter. And and or, uh, that's not to be happening on the film set. And 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 listen, this is going to get heated because and you know this kind of goes back to what was the movie with a helicopter crash? That was that was the right? uh, the Twilight Zone. Right, and that was remember Vic that? Morrow, Vic okay. Morrow, mm-hmm. and his family tried to sue Spielberg and and the producers and all that. But this was I'll, I'll just really quick. People try to put Alec Baldwin's producer tag onto an, another reason why he should have. There should have been more due diligence on his yeah. part to check the gun without knowing the process and the people they have in place. There is a person for every job that you have. If somebody's shoes are untied, they don't want to start bending over because they'll screw up. They'll they'll mess up their, their costume or they'll mess up their suit, wrinkle it. So yeah. somebody runs up and ties their shoes. I'm not kidding you, Sam. So there are people who check that. There's props. I, I've, so been, so I've, been on, I've been on set with, with, with real ammo. Have you been on, on set yeah. with real ammo? And, and I, I mean, I, the, I was on the set for the one movie that I, you know, you got an extra part in. They actually issued, it was issued by, you know, the, you know, by, well, I don't know if it was APD, but it was law enforcement that was issuing these M16 looking guns that people were going to hold. And so it was issued by some official people who made sure there wasn't any live rounds. There you it, go. Right? You what know did what I mean? T- what did so, I tell you last week about money? It's the same thing. Yeah. You there's a government official who is who is whose sole job is to be on set of a production to check the money. Hey, y'all doing an, uh, the new Scarface? Okay, uh, how much money are you going to need for this or at least to show on camera? 
okay? And they're going to divvy it out, and they're going to count it. And each one is going to be accounted for, and it's going to be marked. And I told this story last week where I just had $20 in a scene where I was a bartender, and I put it in my, you know, my vest, you know, which was part of the scene. And when I left the set, I didn't give that $20 back to the props department and they summoned as I was getting in my car threw my name out over the loudspeaker and said you know please report to production because every dollar on a set that ain't real it looks authentic thus the reason why they got to have some sort of official on set of every production to make sure that stuff don't get out in circulation because it looks exact the dude at the convenience store wouldn't know the difference person taking your money at Kohl's would know the difference so yeah, to your point with the guns, same thing. It's the, it's the business of show business. The amount of jobs on the periphery of a production would amaze you. And I told you that the money they make. So <laughs> it, it ain't all going into the rock's pocket. Some of this is going to the people, Sam, who work on these productions. Absolutely, so. absolutely, absolutely. I, I am several things. We got one thing breaking Yeah, we loose. do, yeah, we do. Um, that happened. I also got some tennis stuff I want to get to as well. Before we get to our guest, because we do have a guest coming up this hour, Aaron Ladd is going to join us uh, from NBC Kansas City and uh, bring us up on the Chiefs and get us set for some NFL action today. But speaking of NFL, um, a Hall of Famer is apparently having a change of heart or the people who were bringing him in had a change of heart because he said some pretty harsh things. And we're talking about Ed Reed. A week ago, we were talking about Ed Reed coming in as new head football coach at Bethune-Cookman University down in Daytona Beach, Florida. And a lot of people were... Excited about that, especially with the departure of Deion Sanders from uh, from Jackson State. Reed came in and was very, very, I won't say raw, yeah. but very matter-of-fact about some of the things that weren't taking place there and weren't in place and I guess some of the attitudes that, that he found there. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amazed by all this because the athletic director there is Reggie Theus, ah. who is also the basketball coach. And you figure okay. what a one-two combination that would be to have these two dynamic personalities leading athletic programs at the school, it would be a plus. Apparently not. And like apparently right now as we speak, Reed is doing an Instagram uh, talking about the reasons why he is not going to be uh, coaching. He's been working without a contract to this point. And I guess that contract is now not going to be coming. And that's something that's kind of breaking right now. I'm not surprised. Um, I really am not. Well, I mean, why, why, why would you say you're not, not uh, surprised? When, you first, when we first talked about this last week, I remembered the Ed Reed um, personality. You know, when he wasn't, you know, talking football, I've seen him in various interviews and his demeanor and his personality. And that demeanor and personality is what made him get that gold jacket and made him play the way he did. We see this all the time with athletes who – Folks want to have separate the aggressiveness and the, and, the, and the tools that they use to be great as a player when they get out into doing something else. Some folks have an easier time to make that transition. What Ed Reed articulated and what you're saying that he had a problem with, Dion had the same problem with, but Dion was more diplomatic about it because as he was leaving, or we didn't know he was leaving, but those last few weeks in interviews, you heard him talk about the lack of funds. You heard him talk about the things that he was surprised that that particular school didn't have. Now he realizes Jackson State doesn't have, you know, obviously the and, and neither pockets. does Bethune Goodwin. No, they don't. But and the they, point they, is, they, they, neither neither school has their own stadium. But my point Both is, schools use a, a municipal stadium. They don't have an on-campus facility. I, I see Dion being more diplomatic. I see him being understanding maybe a bigger picture as approach. And so that's why I said, all things being equal, Dion sees the same things Ed Reed says. 
uh, C's. And I'm saying to you, if I had to pick one that would work through those as opposed to the other, I would I would pick Dion. And then on top of that, I'm more confused about how you hired this dude and not seeing that personality or him ex expressing those concerns during that initial meeting with him. And then you mentioned Reggie Theus, who I had forgotten about. Those are two completely different personalities. Oh, very much. I remember. Very much. Professional athletes at the highest level. Well, Reggie, not a Hall of Famer, but still Reggie Theus. And, and that's like the, that's like the difference between, you know, uh, 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 gee, uh, I tell you what, um, Hill. <laughs> uh, well, okay? I can't You're think of his right. first name all of a sudden. Hill. Um, here locally. Oh, um, how come I can't think? Of? Grant Hill. Okay. The thing, the difference between Grant Hill's personality and Draymond Green's. That's but, that's what I see is the difference between Reggie Theus and, and Ed Reed. Okay, and well, and plus Reggie Theus has been coaching collegiately for a number of years. He's new to Bethune Cookman, but he's been coaching college ball for for quite some time. Reed has been like a supporter, but they called him like a, a, a operations manager, whatever it was for Miami. You know, he's a guy that's around and an influencer. Okay. You know, and he went to Miami. So, I mean, that's that, that, that means something different to him. He's trying to help his school out. I just yeah, saw I this as a tremendous opportunity for him to really set himself up to maybe at one point return to Miami as head coach if he goes off and, and, uh, and is a success. And, and he went to Bethune-Cookman with the support of Miami, the people of Miami. As a matter of fact, I think Miami has signed on to play a game with Bethune-Cookman next fall, which they played him last year, scored like 70 points on him. Uh, so, uh, because he obviously wouldn't have the team to compete with Miami, but they need some funds, and they will get the funds through this game. I, I just, you know, I, I'm curious now to w what happens as far as, as far as the program goes because you're behind. I we, say we talked about this young man yeah. and his issue at the University of Florida and NIL and how it starts all over again at a difficult time to do that. Well, here's a tricky time, you know, for Bethune-Cookman University now. If Ed Reed indeed is not going to be the coach, you had piqued the interest of a lot of recruits who are ready to come there and be a part of what you're going to do because of what this man has accomplished. Um, but like you said, he's a, he can be a little rough around the edges, and that's that's him. And, yeah. and that's the thing you wonder when you bring him in, who the, who the vetting process that they consider those type things and that he was going to be himself. There's a, by the way, Sam, there's a whole lot of people saying good, and I'll tell you why, because we haven't gone into the conversation that we have had with Dion and some others about uh, skipping the line. How come nobody's been saying anything about that? Ed Reed doesn't coach anywhere else. I mean, but my point for saying that is that this – conversation seems to have eluded this particular hire i don't have a problem with it i understand you want to get recruits everything that you said positive but yet when some others have come into play and they've jumped over jeff saturday dion just to name a few recently they always talk about well so-and-so jumped the line so-and-so didn't deserve this this job and that hasn't been the case so that's why i feel like there's some people saying good put somebody in there who's earned it as opposed to a name whether it's right or wrong fair or not would you agree that that's a conversation or a comment that's been made? If you want different results, sometimes you have to do something different, Greg. I agree with and you. HBCUs I'm just, have yeah. done that, and it's been the same stuff. Do you want something different? Matter of fact, you got more eyeballs on you now. You know, well, you true. got TV, you got TV ratings, you got TV deals. Do you, you know, you you going to be the same, or you're going to be a little different? And I think that's the question they all have to answer, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's uh, Sam and Greg. Aaron Ladd from Kansas City is going to join us next. Get ready for. 
what we're going to see later on today with these Chiefs. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if, if you could keep on because the force has got a lot of power and it, it makes me feel like a, it, it makes me feel like a... Sports Radio, 1990 Game and 1990Game.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Saturday morning, working our way up to noon. Just a couple hours this morning. We're back tomorrow morning, and this is a big weekend for the NFL. Divisional playoffs are going on, Greg. I mean, you ready yeah. for these games coming up? I am. I'm going to eat some Chinese food today. Uh, is that what you're going to get? I have not had Chinese food in probably six months. Because of you know everything you've been, been doing, yeah. But 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 uh, I got my blood sugar down to a unbearably low level. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I'm gonna okay. reward myself. Reward so yourself with a little Chinese food. I'm yeah. gonna see either some Chinese food or I still can't get the, the wings yet. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking I'm, forward I'm, to get Jacksonville. If the rain holds off, I, I, I may I may grill a little something. To go with okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you right off the rip. I'm I'm one of those people who would not be surprised if Jacksonville caught a team. Not at their best. Okay, really? Sometimes, sometimes you catch those teams, that, those number one choices. You know, we've seen it with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. They get, you got a home game, but they had that bye week, and they just weren't clicking the way the team that came in was, and we've seen it before. Well, the person we get ready to talk to doesn't want to hear that because he knows he's a win away from getting to come home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's Good morning. We're pleased to be joined by Aaron Ladd uh, from this area. He's from the A. But he's working out in Kansas City with the NBC station, the NBC affiliate out in KC. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Welcome Aaron. To Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. Y'all making me hungry. I haven't had breakfast yet this morning. <laughs> you talking about what's going to be on the grill, man? Uh, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> do, do, do y'all have Publix out there, Aaron? In Kansas City, do you have Publix? Sadly, we do not have Publix because oh. I've been craving a pub sub ever since I got out of here and, and haven't been able to get one. Them and and and, and like Ralph's. What you got, Ralph's or something? What, what's what's the what's the store out there? Sun Fresh. You know, I'm an Aldi shopper myself personally. I know they have those in, in Georgia, but you can't get a sub there. Nah, nah, nah. You're right. You're right. You can't get that in Aldi. But see, Kansas City don't want to hear nothing else about ribs. Yeah, the ribs. Yeah. Until I come to town yeah. and talk about Chicago ribs, but yeah, the Kansas City got the ribs, and you know. We ain't argue with them. We're and not going to do that. They got blues too out there. <laughs> but they got they got our guy out there. They got Aaron. Out there. Aaron, talk about the build up for this game with Jacksonville. And, and you guys, you know, Greg just mentioned, you know, KC don't want to get caught napping, especially after what Jacksonville did last week. Absolutely. First and foremost, appreciate y'all having me on. I, I'm in the Arrowhead Stadium parking lot right now, and I can smell the ribs in the air. Nah, A lot see? of build up for this game, man. <laughs> Uh, especially considering the last time we saw Kansas City play playoff football. Patrick Mahomes called the second half of last year's AFC title game the worst half of football in his life. You have to understand that that has left a bad taste in their mouth. They felt like they were the best team last year, and here they are once again with another 14-win regular season, just the second in club history, and the number one seed in the AFC once again. I know it looks different, and it could possibly go through Atlanta this year, but Kansas City is preparing for Jacksonville as if it's the Super Bowl already, and they know what it needs to take one game at a time to accomplish their their goal. Well, the reason I say what I said earlier about Jacksonville sneaking in there and getting one done, not because of just the players. Of the four games that are going to be taking place, with the possible exception of Dallas and San Francisco, those two coaches 
understand more than anybody else where they are. Andy Reid, knowing how to get his team ready after a bye week. I've been there before. I've had success. I've been beaten. He knows about that. Doug Peterson, same thing. The guy's gotten the chip. He's gone all the way, and he's been in this position to where he knows how to keep that momentum going. So that's why I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to be surprised if Jacksonville goes in there, especially the way he's coached up Trevor this year. I have to agree with you, Greg. I mean, Jacksonville at this point is playing with house money from down 27 nothing to storming back, and now you're advancing to play the number one seed in a game that you already played in week 10 earlier this week, or earlier this year, excuse me, if you remember. In that game, Jacksonville onside kicks from the first, the very first opening kickoff. Doug Peterson mm-hmm. says we are playing an offense as dynamic as the one led by Patrick Mahomes. You have to score touchdowns each and every time you have the ball, and Jacksonville kind of failed to do that in that Week 10 matchup. They had the first six possessions for Jacksonville in Week 10, punt, 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 missed field goal, punt, punt. I have a feeling if they start slow or sluggish or Trevor Lawrence feels like throwing four interceptions in the first half again, it might not be a a favorable result for for many Jacksonville fans here later today. Well, spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Aaron Ladd, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Aaron Ladd O. The Aaron Ladd is all lowercase, and you got a big O at the end of that if you follow him on Twitter. Aaron, thoughts about this team defensively. You talk about what Kansas City will have to do if they're facing and to get those picks and those interceptions. What they look to do defensively today to try to confuse a quarterback who – I won't say this is a de facto rookie season for him, but you almost give him a mulligan for last year when you talk about Trevor Lawrence and what you're getting to see him to do this season. Yeah, I can't count anything he did under the Urban Meyer administration, right? We're just throwing that throwing that all the way. <laughs> Defensively for, for Kansas City, these are the two things that I'm looking at in this one. One, the pass rush. One of the most one of the most important things to do in the National Football League. Kansas City was able to get to Trevor Lawrence five times. In that Week 10 matchup, Chris Jones has heard a lot in this buildup. He's a Defensive Player of the Year nominee for Kansas City, 15.5 sacks in the regular season, but through 11 career playoff games has yet to record a playoff sack. He said he's tired of hearing about that and plans to get one on Trevor Lawrence today. We'll look at that. And then also the young defensive backs for Kansas City. They're going to play an extremely crucial role in this one. KC kind of shedded themselves of their veteran DVs. I know one of them, Rashad Fenton, ended up down there in Atlanta with you all for a little bit. Um, Trent McDuffie is a first-rounder out of Washington. Legarius Sneed, he's coming into his own in his second year uh, for Kansas City. They need these guys to play physical. They need these guys to bump them off their routes because if you go back to Trevor Lawrence's performance last week, some of those interceptions weren't all on him. Some of them were the, the, the receivers kind of dying at the end of the routes. They've shown us. And they put it on tape. If you're physical with them and bump them off and jam them, uh, you can impact the play on the back end as well. So not just the pass rush getting home, but the young DBs are going to have to step up uh, in their playoff moment here. Aaron Ladd joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. Dot com. All right, we've been breaking down these games here. We got Jacksonville, Kansas City, four thirty kick. You got New York, Philadelphia followed eight fifteen. You can uh, listen to both those games right here. Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com. Now, Aaron, I got a question for you. How long have you been out of Georgia? How long have you been away? You know, school and working in Kansas City. Yeah, I'll give my age away now. I graduated <laughs> Parkview in 2014, and I haven't been back since. Okay, all right. Well, since 20 yeah. – well, that's what I was going to get to. That's what I was going to get to. Hang on a second. All right. That's what I wanted to find out because since you've been gone, Sam and I have been – we were working together back then, and since you have been gone, 
This man has become the voice for high school football in this state. Got the Friday night high school show he does, and anybody who wants anything as far as high school knowledge, they call Sam first. So you guys just kind of let the cat out of the bag, but what I was going to ask you is, okay, we got uh, what you're doing in Kansas City. Thanks for the breakdown of the game here, but let's talk about your time here in Lilburn and going to Parkview because Sam just schools us on that program and that school. Tell us about your time there, man. Sam much... a... Go ahead. Sam has always been the authority on high school sports. I mean, I don't know who else I would go to growing up in the area and uh, cutting on the TV every night, wanting to see who the scores are. Um, I, I mean, growing up watching watching him, 11 Alive has always been a dream station of mine. And, uh, I mean, growing up in the Atlanta area, it, it's crazy to see the transformation going from the butt of the joke and everybody laughing at us and 28 to 3 and all that. And just the recent successes have just been really fun to see. I know I haven't been home to see them all, but – Drove back for the Braves parade because I'm saying, hey, I never know when this might happen again. <laughs> I hope you made it and to got to watch them. it. <laughs> yeah, it was quick, though. It, it was fast. <laughs> so I, got, I got to see all five minutes of it when I was. There you go. That's about <laughs> right. <laughs> Greg, I got to tell no, you, though. It's been great to see you. And uh, maybe we'll be back in Atlanta here soon, guys. Maybe we'll be breaking over some barbecue here soon. You know what? I understand the tickets are already sold about 50,000 tickets for this game. Have you already, you know, have you guys already started making your plans to come to Atlanta? I know that's something you probably hadn't planned on. Well, he going to stay at your house? Well, I don't know. We got you, rules. You love, he, well, gonna, you pulling out the grill. The man's hungry. Absolutely. You going to cook him? He come over. He's welcome to come over. But I mean, I'm talking about as far as your station well, because you're going to give us a certain type of treatment, right? We have started to make preliminary plans, but you know, there's still business to be taken care of. And Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have kind of said the same exact thing. You don't want to look too far ahead because then you don't know where your feet are. And, and Jacksonville's a hungry team, and. I'm sure they feel disrespected as the Cincinnati. I know Joe Mixon kind of gave some voice to that this week. Yes, we're making plans on the news gathering side, but you got to be able to pivot. You know, it start it starts with this one here at three thirty Central, and we go from there. Yep, uh, and Greg, I got to say, where I ran to this man, I'm on the sidelines for a Georgia State game out at Myrtle Beach, out of Coastal Carolina. Okay, and this guy's out there working. I mean, he's out there hustling and whatnot. But he turns to me and says, "Just you're Sam Crenshaw." I said, I said well, "Last time I checked my driver's license." <laughs> But he's but he's out there working, and just a short time after that, he goes to Kansas City. I'm really so proud of this guy and what he's doing out there. He's a remarkable job. So, so I, I, to me, it would be great to have you come home. And, and put you in a movie. And, and, and do what you – oh, yeah, you, Greg will put you in a movie, man, <laughs> hey, while, while you're here. You know, hey, they don't laugh. All these movie theaters, uh, all these movie uh, studios that have opened here in town, he can get it done. I mean, he was up at Perimeter Mall with The Rock. The Rock was shooting Perimeter Mall here about, about, uh, about a month ago. And Greg was out there with him. <laughs> and and let me just let's just wait. let's just end with this. I spent because he teased this earlier, and we'll bring this full circle. And I had the privilege of the last two days being on set working for a new show. It was supposed to premiere in mid February, but they moved it back. It's going to be a fall because all the new shows either come right after the Super Bowl or you know in the fall. This one I think is going to be moved to the fall, but it is called Found, and it is on NBC. Oh, uh, see? There see? you go. Bringing we, it full circle there. For that. What you got coming up today, man? Do you guys have a pregame show you're working on? Uh, have you already done some features and stuff, uh, um, you know, during the week? How do you guys get set for, for kick? I walk up to kickoff for this game? Yeah, plenty of pregame coverage. If you're here in Kansas City and tapped in with us, the game is actually on KSHB 41, the last NBC game of the season on 41. So we're doing a bunch of stuff 
I'm in a parking lot now about to run in and, and shop it up with Rodney Harrison, who's on the on the NBC broadcast today. He'll give us some, some insight there. Road to Arizona. If you're here in Kansas City, 1.30 locally on NBC. And, of course, all the post game. Don't even have to change the channel straight from the Chiefs game into our, our, our post game coverage. Wow. You guys got a busy day. Busy day. Busy What's the day. word on you guys getting a basketball team again? Any word? Any any conversation about Look expansion? Look at these laugh, he's laughing about Well, they, uh, listen, that used to be a stop, right? And well, they, I'm gonna imagine they're in Sacramento they, now. I know, but I'm saying I knew, you know, y'all trying to get one back there? You know? we, wanted, we wanted the Raptors when they were dislocated or relocated during the COVID pandemic, but it didn't really work out. I think Kansas basketball has probably put the kibosh on us getting an NBA team for quite a while. Uh, Who could blame them coming off their national championship win most recently? But but I'm a hoops head too, so I hope so. You got to keep your coach out of trouble, though. That Bill Self, he's his own worst enemy. (laughs) But uh, our producer says you guys will get a basketball team around the same time we get another hockey team. Aaron, listen, it was it was a pleasure, man, and and good luck to you guys today. But. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. We hopefully, see you Sam next week. will introduce me to you uh, if if things work out the way they do, and you end up coming to town here. Yeah, and Garrett, other side of the glass, already wants to get his tickets, so he's planning. <laughs> he's working on he, that. He's working on his tickets already, man. At Kansas City and Buffalo here in Atlanta, we can't wait, and it'll be great to see you. Aaron, can't we'll, wait. Appreciate y'all. We appreciate Absolutely. you spending some time with us, man. Do good work today. Have a great game. Yep. Take it easy. All, All right. right. He got to get. He's in the parking lot, man. He in the parking. He going to work, man. Yeah. He got. He got a game. He got to do a pregame got show. A long walk and everything. You, know, you got to do that, man. Pregame show. Then afterwards, you got to interview people till everybody leaves. You well, he didn't have to worry about Bob Costas talking long. But no, he doesn't. <laughs> Not <Hey>. anymore. <laughs> we uh, left a couple things uh, unsaid earlier, and we're going to get to those as we exit. Stage left here coming up. Get you set for today's matchups. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 19th day of, excuse me, 21st day of January, this Saturday morning. I can't hear this without thinking about Rush Hour. Chris Tucker Tucker tried to teach Jackie Chan. (laughs) You sound like a karate movie. Anyway, we are going to turn things over to Mark Zeno at the top of the hour. There's a couple things that we left uh, uh, on, on the docket, if you will. Here and uh, wanted to uh, actually bring that down a little bit if we could, uh, Garrett. Thank you for uh, bring it down. I was gonna say, <laughs> thank you. Um, when we were talking, well, we were gonna talk, and we got into another conversation. Top of the eleven o'clock hour, we're gonna be talking Australian Open, and mm-hmm. anytime we talk tennis, we think of our friend, our good friend uh, Karen Pastena, who would probably be joining us tomorrow. But um, you got some news. Um, earlier this week, Sam, yeah. and we just want to give her a shout-out. Yeah, quick. absolutely. She lost her sister suddenly, and um, I've been back and forth texting that she is still just shocked by the whole thing. I've, I've been communicating with her, telling her that you and I are both thinking about her and keeping her in her thoughts and prayers, and she appreciates that, Greg. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Karen, so we want to remember her as one of our friends to the show, and there's another. Um, yes. This week, uh, Ernie Johnson Jr. Lo- lost his mother this week, and he took some time away from NBA on TNT, and rightfully so for family. So right. uh, Ernie's uh, just remarkable, and he's friend of the show. 
And so we just want to send our uh, thoughts and good wishes out to the Johnson family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 92.9thegame.com. We will be on tomorrow morning, more close to our usual time. We'll be on from 6 until 9 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some things that we didn't get a chance to talk about we today. We talk Australian Open. We, I, I can we do really, a little bit. Just a little, just, 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 please, just, just a little bit, because I don't want to get into this whole Djokovic thing and him having some dude thrown out. <laughs> punk. Well, he he, he, hey, he, he he won again. But he's got he got he had a hamstring issue, man. So he had all kind of issues yeah, going on there. Right but now. but he's but he was able able to win. Um, you know, we're watching for our home folks, and we got some home folks that are doing good things over there. Ben Shelton, Atlanta native, father was uh, was uh, the women's coach at Georgia Tech, now at Florida. He's through to the third round. He's winning. Like you said, he's a young American player. We want to watch for over there. He's doing good things. Coco Goff and, and Jessica Pagula. I saw her. She they, got it. And yeah. she's winning, and she's she, they are they are playing doubles together. They're the number two doubles team. So of course Jessica's family owns uh, the Buffalo Bills. So and she and Coco are doubles partners, and they're the top two seeded American women's players. Coco plays again tonight around nine o'clock our time. If you're watching, so that's that's something else to going on. And one other person from town, uh, Alicia Parks, who's playing women's doubles, uh, is through to the third round. And the, the pictures they're sending back is she and her mom. Posing with kangaroos. I don't know what I got. I got a cousin that went to Australia. <laughs> the first thing they do when you get there, here, hold this kangaroo. Yeah, I, that's what I would do. You would do it. I would do it in a Walter Payton rouge headband. The thing that's might, how much I would the do. The thing it. might kick you. I'm not gonna stand in front of it. Yeah, but, but, but I'm gonna little, stand on the side. Of it. Like, you're hey, everybody knows. You if put you've your been arm around it. No, you, if you've been in the farm, say hello to my friend Rue. That's right. No, no. Put my arm around him. I'll hold a picture of Walter Payton up and and and, and take my picture. Be a complete tourist. Well, that's what they give you when you go over there. Here, hold this kangaroo. And so they got Alicia. Of course, she's there having fun playing tennis. And her dad said, y'all supposed to be playing tennis. Y'all over there holding koala bears and kangaroos. Play some tennis. Yeah. Uh, but she's but she's doing well uh, in, the, in the doubles uh, competition so far. So watch out for your home folk over there playing at the Australian I like Open. to see them, them, them sloths. If I'm huh? on, I think, I think no, they're indigenous the, Australia. Yeah, they, they kind of what they kind of hang upside down or something. I don't they know. eat eucalyptus plants. Really? What? What? what Leaves. I, I thought, I thought, they stay high. I thought that's. Oh, okay. Well, that's I thought, I thought that's what the koala bat. If you you did no, that, I guess the sloth you there's like a that reason too. why you call a sloth. Move that way. You eat them well, eucalyptus things and. But that's what the koala bears eat. Well, see, too. I wasn't sure if they were indigenous Australia. That's why I said no. They you're were, talking I'd about koalas. I know talking about koalas too, but sloths. sloths are from Central and South America. They ain't got no sloths in Australia. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I don't know. If they might have they a breed. Yeah, well, they're they're indigenous so. to Central and Tasmanian South America. Tasmanian okay. devils or something. I, I Tasmanian don't know devils are nothing to mess with. Yeah, I've seen those cartoons. Too. All right, I've seen the cartoon. <laughs> you know who I like to see in a fight who's of that? animals? Who's that? A, a, a Tasmanian devil and a wolverine or a badger. Really? Them low running those those them you know them, yeah, them big ten animals just, man yeah ain't just, nothing to mess with hey mean. we know we we we've all seen that YouTube video honey badger don't care right? honey badger <laughs> that's don't what I'm care. saying that's why right. I want to see that fight <laughs> I want to see I want to see that one yeah was it, the kangaroos look nice but you know you don't want to yeah, I guess these are baby ones you don't want the grown ones because they may do something rude to you but but that's that's what and they having fun they're a long way from home but they're doing well I have no idea why I'm bringing this up because I'm yeah. thinking of the flight and why would I want to fly that far. And it would have to be something in Australia. But other than going to Australia, is there any reason to fly that far or into that southern part of the Pacific? Or to go to a time zone that you just totally turn, just totally turns you around. And your day, and now you're a day ahead, but you lost a day, right? Because you go over to International Dateline. Yeah. I forgot how that works. But one of the places, if you do go, check out a place. Y'all go Google this. I didn't know that there was a place called the Brando. 
Are you familiar with the Brando, Garrett? You ever heard of the Brando? The hotel or something? <laughs> yes. That was like a resort, this crazy resort out there. And it's Tahiti, somewhere in the South Pacific. But it's owned by Marlon Brando's um, son. Really? And it is like, st- it, that's the kind of place that Jay-Z and Beyonce would go to. you got to have it like that. Okay. So when you look at the pictures of this place going, okay, I can't afford that, honey, for, the- <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But somebody, you know mentioned it and you know they had deep pockets and i went i never even heard of this place uh yeah but the brando out there well anyway listen we um i'm hoping that coco makes some noise this next week and and that's the only one i'm really watching for i will tell you this i hope nothing uh i'm hoping that djokovic becomes the second person in this category because as we sit here and talk ozzy open sam do you know on this date in 1990 john McEnroe became the first and only as far as i know player expelled from the Australian Open. He was kicked out. Well, Djokovic was kicked out of the he, country. He was kicked out of the country, but he wasn't even allowed to play. Like, that's different. He wasn't even allowed to suit up. But McEnroe played a little bit, and then they said, we had enough of you. Go home. They quiche him. Wow. <laughs> that's what they, they just go home. Wow. Wow. So, anyway, it happened on this date. That's, that's amazing. That's um. Amazing. What else? There's something else. That are we going to talk tomorrow about a couple things that we left on the oh, table we left, today? We left with, uh, one thing we left about it is is that Rafael Nadal and what happens with him. You know, he, he withdrew, went, went out yeah. this week, withdrew this week. Um, and uh, they think six to eight weeks. We'll see. You know, you're trying to hold him together, uh, piece him together. He can make it through the rest of this year. Uh, obviously, he wants to make it back to, to the French. That's been the place that he's won so much. That's his home away from home. At least one more time, if it's, you know, it looks like his body's going to, we call him to shut it down and bring it, bring his career to an end. But we'll watch and see what happens here. The, you know, next few weeks if he recovers sufficiently and if he gets back out there. He went into this tournament as the number one seed. So um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. So tomorrow is that when we're going to talk about? Because we started off the show talking about this past week and the weeks that we've had, and you had something that you did that was worthy of not just a quick mention. I want to know how you went about it because you said you didn't mess up and I had full faith that you would do a great job, but you hosted a spelling bee. Yeah. This was out of Buford and this was, you know, the spelling bee, you were like from fifth to eighth grade, but they had it at, at, uh, at Buford high school. And so they're in the nice performing art. They have a performing arts like building for Buford, which, which is an amazing place. You need to see it. Uh, <laughs> but, they, but, <laughs> okay. but they bring these folks in and they, and they walk in and they pick the number and they sit in the, in the chairs and they're called up and I had to get the word. And my thing is, I want to say the word correctly because you do have. There are words that are homonyms. You know what I mean? Words that spell the you same say, way. Would you homonym? Homonym. I thought you said homonym. You, you, you know what I'm saying. You don't say. Don't, don't get me started. I had a hard enough time this week getting these words right, right? And so uh, that's, 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 that's what I was was uh, trying to make yep. sure that. And, and you could explain if it's a word that sounds similar like another one and use it in a sentence or give a definition. All those things that help them. And then part of it is word meaning. I mean, it's not all spelling, which I didn't know. Part of it is word meaning, and word meaning, you'll say, you, you give the word, you'll spell the word, and you say, does it mean A, you know, this, or B, whatever, and they get to pick which one it is, and that they move on and win that way. So it's not all spelling, but, man, that last round, they got into some words. Greg, let me tell you. Uh, they got into some words. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Oh, oh, and, and they spelled them. Yeah. Uh, they were re- remarkable. They they it, it went to the ninth or tenth round. It, it went. They they lasted that long. There's some really really good great spellers. So congratulations, Owen. Thanks so much for inviting me 
to come out and be a part of the uh, spelling bee in Buford. All right, there yeah, you go, yeah. Garrett. I don't think As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet. As we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. I'm glad you didn't jump that on top of Mr. Crenshaw's story because I needed to hear about the spelling bees there. But Sam, did yeah. you know you're a journalist? You're a journalist, either one of you. Did you know that today was the day of the first American novel was printed on this day? Really? 17, 1789 by William Henry Brown. It was called The Power of Symphony. Or, excuse me, <laughs> The Power of Symphony. Sympathy. Sympathy. Sim- Get it right sympathy. now. Take your sympathy. Time. Sympathy. What? Sympathy. You should spell it out. Simply. Can you use, <laughs> it in a spell it. use it in a sentence, please. S Y M P A T H Y. Sympathy. There you go. There you go. All right. But to bring it back full circle for us, it was published by Isaiah Thomas. Huh? Yes, it was. Go look it up. 1887, the Amateur Athletic Union was formed, the AAU, <laughs> and they have just about as much power now as they did then. Uh, 1942, listen to this, man. The Bronx, New York, the magistrate in the Bronx rules that pinball machines are illegal. Think Why? about that. Why? I go figure. Uh, he wasn't there in office that long. Now, this, this I'm serious about caused some conversations in American homes from coast to coast. I remember this as a kid that people in my neighborhood were talking about this, but in this day, 1977, President Jimmy Carter pardoned all Vietnam veterans draft eluders. Nope. Right? That caused a whole lot of conversations around this country. Yeah, it did. Um, remember that. Man, I'm going to leave you with this before I get to the birthdays. 1994, Lorena Bobbitt. By, by a judge Oops. was found temporarily insane. Wow. Lorena Bobbitt, by a judge, was found temporarily insane. How remember do I that, say this? Remember that story. Yeah, that's for, a, I guess, her unsupervised surgical procedure. Yeah, y'all man. don't know who Lorena Bobbitt is, go look it up. Yeah, Bert, look that up. Bert, birthdays on this, yeah, especially that unsupervised. I can't even say it, just thinking about it. Uh, Christian Dior, it would, would have been his birthday today. Are you ready for this? Carl the Great Walenda. Ah. The Flying Walendas, Telly Savalas, Kojak would have been his birthday. Benny Hill, John Chaney, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. <laughs> Carol Parry must still hear that when he's sleeping. The Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack's birthday would have been today. And we sat here and talked about the Live Tour turning 83 years old today. Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Happy 82nd birthday, Placido Domingo. Ooh. Richie Havens. Also would have had a birthday on this day. We played that Edwin Starr earlier because he and Mac Davis both today. Birth uh, same day. Billy Ocean, Paul Allen, Gina Davis. Happy 60th birthday to Akeem Olajuwon on this day. Jam Master J would have had a birthday today. And happy 46th birthday to a guy who I would like to have, well, his house for about a weekend. Rick Ross. Yeah, you would. Rick Ross <laughs> is print money out there just from the film industry alone. Anyway, there you have it, man. Some of the insignificant information and birthdays that we'd like to throw out here on our show before we get on out of here. Hey, man, any last thoughts before we get on out? No, but let people know we got coming up today. We got because we got what? Mark Zeno's coming up here in just a minute. All right, we got that. Oh yeah, he is. He, he's right here. He, he's doing. Okay. He's getting all, getting all ready to go. He's dressed up in his New York Giants hat there, and he, he's ready to go. We don't forget we got Hawks basketball coming up tonight. They're back to back home games. Tonight, they won last night against the Knicks. They got the Hornets tonight, pregame 7 o'clock, tip-off 7.30. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We got NFL football downstairs and around the corner, one of our cousin stations, WAOK. Jaguars and Chiefs, pregame 4, kickoff uh, 4.30. 
And then after game one, we have Giants and Eagles uh, that is coming up tonight. Why do you say it like that? Well, Eagles. Well, Eagles. Why do you say it Eagles. like that? Some people say Eagles. You and your Lafayette and making fun of everybody's name here. We have a, we've had a guest for our first show. First time we've had an audience in a while, Sam. But Jesse enjoyed the show. <laughs> she's been laying here enjoying the show Garrett thank you as always man great job keep the ribs coming at me and we'll work well we'll see you tomorrow morning because we'll be on from 6 until 9 Mark Zeno's up next Mr. Crenshaw have a big day you do too I'm headed over, over to Georgia State got women's basketball at 2 o'clock we'll talk to you tomorrow morning Sam and Greg Sports Radio 92.9 The Game 92.9 The Game.com and take us with you on the Odyssey app